Fish On. This is the New York Angler Fishing Podcast, brought to you by nyangler.com, your secret spot online. Hosted by the man who introduced New Yorkers to the world of online fishing, Mr. George Skaka. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the New York Fishing Podcast brought to you by NewYorkAngler.com or NYAngler.com, your secret spot online. My name is George Skaka. I'll be your host here today as we discuss everything fishing in New York waters. Well, it's that time of year. And I have to dig really deep to find something of interest uh, to anglers. Sure, um, it's a perfect time to go out and buy your equipment, get everything ready. I mean, it's just around the corner. It, it feels like it's a long time before we could get back fishing, but it actually isn't that long from now. So it's time to start getting things back together, but there's still that lull, that uh, that cabin fever feeling which, which sets in and holds on and grips tight, and I know it has me right now. I really could use some time out on the water. Um, to fill in um, this blank, so to speak. I mean, yes, cod are being caught. There have been some long-range trips that are catching fish. Um, I don't want to say there's no fish being caught because there are. Um, Effort isn't what we'd all like it to be, but hey, the weather's been tough. Uh, It's looking, starting to line up like we may have a March like last year. If you recall, we had a light winter and then a tough March. I mean, I hope we don't, but it very well could happen. So this week, I got word of some whispering about a saltwater fishing license for recreational anglers. For those of you that recall, we did have a license. It was $20 a year. Um, to fish saltwater. I don't know the exact years, um, but uh, the license was rescinded. And since then, I think we're one of two, maybe three remaining coastal states that do not have a saltwater fishing license. Well, I can tell you with pretty much certainty that New York State will have a saltwater fishing license before this year is over. When you look at the way the stars have aligned themselves, um, we now have a one-party controlled state, and they want a fishing license, so we will get a fishing license. It's happening. I know no one's talking about it. There's no bills. No one has brought it up, but it's there for the taking. We did it once already. We, we paid the 20 bucks a year. They had to stop, give us the money back. They know it's an easy pick. Um, I didn't support it then, and I can tell you right now, I do not support it now. The main reason uh, for uh, me not supporting a license is I don't believe or trust that the funds are going to go where they're saying they're going to go to. Um, But before I get more into that, I would like to mention the Ward Melville High School uh, fishing show this weekend, which we attended. And I have to tell you, it's quite a show. Um, They do a really good job over there. Congratulations um, to the crew, the fishing crew over there at the school. I hope that the rest of the schools in this county can follow uh, this and other schools throughout the state 
can follow this program and get people involved in fishing. I mean, we live on Long Island. You're on an island. I hate to break it to you, but this is an island was surrounded by water. And many people don't even know that, you know, the fishing opportunities they have right here in their backyard. They don't know that uh, the east end of Long Island is one of the most premier fishing spots in the world, I believe, when you think of all the species and and all the different tactics and areas that you can fish, I think it could be number one. Probably to me, it is number one. So, you know, to see a school to get involved and get kids involved in fishing, it means a lot to me. I remember my wife was involved in the PTA, and they always went to. Uh, you know, they do that school trip. You go to the museum, the wax museum. You go to Jurassic Park or whatever those museums are in the city. That's all nice. That's great to see. Um, but my suggestion was, why don't you charter a boat for the kids and, you know, let them go out, spend a half day in Captree. They'll be in a bay. Um, and they'll get to see what Long Island really is, that they actually live on an island and that fish swim around here that they can catch and eat or let go or do whatever they want with. And that was probably over 25 years ago now. And the last I heard, they still charter that boat to take that fishing trip every year. Yet none of the other schools around here are doing that. I, I really believe that if we can expose our children to this wonder of nature that we have, that we're surrounded by here in New York, that they would have a whole different view of what Long Island really is. I mean, let's face it, we're, fight, we're fighting bumper to bumper traffic all day. It's rushing here, rushing there. Well, I'm five minutes away from a lake called Blydenburg Park. It's across from the Lee Denison building. But my point is, it's in the middle of a gazillion cars at six o'clock in the morning, every which way going east, west, north and south. But it's sitting there in the middle and no one even knows it's there. And I go there by myself. Well, that's a whole nother story. I guess this was years ago, but I go there and it's my spot and I realized that Long Island truly is an outdoor haven for the sportsman, for the sport fisherman, for the sport angler. So it'd be good if the rest of the schools around would take part in this fishery. I mean, they have baseball competition, football competition, where they're knocking each other's brains out. Why not have fishing competition? I know I would watch it. I know I'd be interested in it. Anyhow, I'm one of these people that watches that college stuff uh, on ESPN. But I truly believe that we should introduce our children to this sport as early as possible so they know it's here. They know what we have. They realize that we are surrounded by the most fertile waters that there are in the world. So, you know, again, my hat's off to those guys. Uh, I want you to know we have a video coming out soon of the entire show. You'll also meet our crew there. Um, and I want to uh, uh, thank Bob and the rest of the crew out there at Ward Millville High School for putting on a wonderful, wonderful show. 
So now I'm going to get back to the saltwater fishing license issue and the many different things that, you know, are involved because a lot of us right now are saying, what's the big deal? It's 20 bucks a year. We pay 20 bucks for everything else. We pay it for fresh water. We pay it for this. We pay it for that. We pay it to go to the beach. We pay it for stargazing. I think they charge you to look up in the air now to look at the sky. They charge you 40 bucks a year if you want to go metal detecting with a metal detector. So, you know, if you you find someone else's lost treasure, it costs you 40 bucks to find that. So you got to keep that in mind. So, so a lot of people are saying, all right, so what's another 20 bucks to the saltwater fisherman who is using the saltwater fishery? Well, the fact is that saltwater fishermen are the keepers of the sea. We're the keepers of the beach. We always have been. We are the conservationists. We are the ones that care about the fishery. We are the ones that take care of the fishery. It is us, the recreational angler and the commercial fishermen to a certain extent, that truly know what's needed. And we take care of this fishery and we care about this fishery as much, if not more, than anyone else. So if you were to tell us, and when I say us, I'm speaking broadly. I don't mean everyone because not even I don't agree with everything I'm going to say. But if we were to know that that 20 bucks were going to go back into the fishery, we would pay it. I mean, look at freshwater. We pay the 20 bucks. They take care of our fisheries pretty well in freshwater. Sure, you could always do a better job. But for the most part, I think we'd all agree that our freshwater fisheries are handled very well. But when you talk about a saltwater license, you're throwing in a whole nother element. And there's a lot that needs to be considered, uh, much of which most of us don't realize we don't think about because we're the ones just paying the 20 bucks right so um the the truth is again i want to reiterate that no one has come out and said this and no one is on record as saying i want a saltwater fishing license but it is coming there is no doubt the stars are aligned i believe It's a matter of getting what we want while we can or fighting to the death. It's one of those two. So I personally would like to see some type of goodwill gesture. And please don't tell me I'm going to get more enforcement. They love throwing that enforcement thing at you. Well, we're going to get the bad guys. We're going to get the enforcement people, and they're going to get the bad guys, and we're going to cut down on all the illegal fishing. Well, first of all, why should the recreational angler have to pay for enforcement? Are they enforcement enforcing just recreational fishermen? Or are they enforcing all fisheries management? Because if they're going to be enforcing all fisheries issues, including commercial, then we both should be paying for it. Why should the recreational angler pay 
for more enforcement of himself when the truth is he's not the problem. You're not finding any recreational fisherman with 250 thousand pounds of fish or a hundred thousand pounds of fish yes listen we all know there are fish hogs we all know there are fishermen out there to keep their fish and keep shorts and they sell them to restaurants yeah that goes on but when you think of scale and you think of enforcement we are a minute portion of what it comes down to so why should we be asked to pay for their salaries. That's the first problem I have. I don't believe that we should have to pay for enforcement. Do I want to see more enforcement? Yes, I do. Do I think a recreational fishing license should pay for it? No, I do not. I don't believe it. And I'm sorry, no matter what you say, the enforcement issue should be geared towards the operations which have the most to gain. And that is not the recreational angler. So that's my feeling when it comes to that. The other issue um, which they like to throw around a lot is we're going to give this guy a license so that we can then give him more access to fishing. Now, I've heard this over and over again. Well, you're going to get more access. Well, how? Well, we're going to fix up your docks and all of your ramps, and we're going to give you a new boating ramp. And okay, that's all nice and dandy, but are just fishermen going to use them? Or are boaters going to use them? For a new kayak uh, ramp which I would never have opposition or any problem building one. But should just fishermen pay for that ramp? Or should kayakers who go out for a you know, leisurely day have to pay for access to that ramp? So don't tell me you're going to build ramps and don't tell me that you are going to increase enforcement. I'm not buying it. I know it's the scare tactic. We'll get the bad guys. We'll we'll have more enforcement. Well, let me tell you something. Right now, we have at maximum 40 NCON officers that are covering over 1,000 miles of shoreline. If you double that which no way a license is paying for double that. But if you double that, so you've got 80 people now watching over 1,000 miles of coastline, does anyone believe that that's going to make that much of a difference? Fisheries management is, in especially on the rec side, is mainly, basically, voluntary. I mean, I you got a 100 shot of getting checked, right? Ever. Who's ever going to check you for targeting a certain species out of season? Who's ever going to say, oh, wh- were you using that worm for a striped bass or for a catfish in the, in the Hudson River? No one's going to do that. So... I don't understand why recreational fishermen need, first of all, I don't think they need any more enforcement. I think we have plenty of enforcement. I think our efforts should be geared in other directions, like maybe trying to save our fisheries or 
give us more access. And and I'm not sure how you're going to do that, especially on the North Shore of Long Island, how you're going to give us access there. But don't say we're going to give you the access. Give me the access first. Show me where it is. Show me, let me use it. Let me make sure that it's access that's good for me as a fisherman. And it's not access that's good for everyone. Not that I don't want it good for everyone, but if it is good for everyone, then everyone should pay. That's just the way I feel. I don't think that a saltwater license should be subsidizing anything outside of saltwater fisheries management, period. Not boating, not anything other than getting more people out fishing and doing more to help save and conserve our fisheries. For the record, folks, I have been here before. I was at the table the last go around uh, while the license was debated and It was more of a group that kind of agreed. I think I was on the outside and there were a few in the uh, Tackle Association, uh, close friends of mine that that disagreed with the license. Um, And we were promised, oh, all the money's going to go here and the money's going to go there and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Well, we ended up with a license and it turned out that the money didn't go where it was supposed to go. Surprise, surprise. So it wasn't soon after, wasn't too long after, um, that our elected official, Zeldin, managed to help us turn around this uh, illegal, basically, uh, license that we had. And they gave, sent back all the money. So now we're back at the drawing board. So this is not my first go around. I've been dealing with this saltwater fishing license for almost 30 years. I can recall uh, when I first started at Northeast, this was, you know, happening then. And there was a big push by the governor uh, for a license at the time. And we managed to put the brakes on it. So we're one of the last holdout states. Um... I still believe we need to fight and really be loud here because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Once you get the license this time, trust me, they're not going to make the same mistake they made last time. This will be your saltwater fishing license forever. So stay involved and stay loud. I know that uh, many, many agree that they would pay a fee if they knew all the money was going to a fishery. So I can tell you there are other issues being bandied about that people aren't going to like in this license. Uh, Another one is a separate stamp for other species. So let's say you wanted to fish, I don't know, fluke and bluefish. Okay, you'll have to get a stamp for that. Again, I don't know the fisheries. It's actually probably striped bass uh, where they they try and get you for five bucks because they know that you're the striped bass guy. So you could always afford another five bucks a year, right? I mean, what's another five bucks? It's not even a plug anymore. So that's how they're looking at it. I don't look at it that way. They look at it that way. I look at it as an issue uh, for the party boat or charter boat guy who want to go fishing for one night and keep one fish and have to 
have all these different tags and licenses. And trust me, it's it's around the country. I mean, this isn't a new idea. You know, if you've ever fished Florida or the West Coast or even down in Texas, you know you need a license to go out on that party boat for the day or that charter boat for the day. So that issue is going to... Uh, rear its head here, and it's going to be a loud one because uh, the fact is the license, a big piece of the license is centered all around data and getting good and accurate data. Well, if you have a blanket license, uh, as we had before, for charter boats and party boats so that you know, their fares wouldn't need a license, you wouldn't get an accurate count. You just wouldn't. Um, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I disagree with it. But the fact is, you would get a better count if you knew that person had a license for that day. So the, from what I hear, the blanket option is going to be off the table. In fact, it's a non-starter from what I hear. So that's another thing that people are going to be upset about. So if you're a party boat fisherman, there is a very good chance you will need a $20 license or you will need to pay an extra five bucks to go fishing for that one day. I mean, I did it in California. Now, as you can imagine, they're they're kind of leading us when it comes to I call this a tax. I don't call it a fee. It's it really is a tax. And there it cost I went fishing there one day. I did a half a day trip in San Diego. And I had to go through this whole line, this whole process. I had to get a license. I had to, you know, rent my stuff. I didn't have my own stuff with me. It was a half day trip. By the time I got done, the trip cost me without the tip. 125 bucks. It took the guy half an hour just to explain the regulations on the way out. Um, But as in fishing, we didn't catch much that day, but that's how fishing is. But the point is, you know, that's where we're headed. Once we open this door of, okay, I'll pay for a bass or to be able to fish for bass or I'll pay to be able to fish for bluefish, you are opening this wide, wide gap that will allow them to tag you with everything. Just look at the West Coast. It's not just California. It's up and down the coast. You need a tag for everything. I think I was looking at uh, the California licensing, and if you wanted to fish for every fish inside of California waters, in their salt waters, it's over 130 bucks, And I can see that happening here. Oh, you want to fish blackfish? Another five bucks. Oh, wait a minute. You want a fluke? <laughs> yeah, that's 10 bucks for the fluke uh, stamp. So that's the door you're opening if you allow it to happen. So I am... I'm not saying this in favor or opposed, but I am saying that if you fish on a charter or a party boat, you may be forced to buy a license for the season, according to how often you fish on a boat or for that one day. So these are 
just a few of so many things that need to be weighed when you institute a fee like this. I know right away everyone's saying, oh, what the heck is another 20 bucks? Well, so you get Joe, he comes into the shop, he comes in with his kids. Yes, they won't have a license under the age of 16, but he comes in with his kids. They want to go out snapper fishing for the day. By the time the guy gets done and then there's another 20 bucks on the end, you know, for him to have a license to be fishing with them, it may not he may not go fishing. So you know, these are all realities. They're all taken into account. Um, you know, the fact is the 20 bucks isn't going to stop a lot of people, but it is going to hurt a lot of people and it will be a building process. Um, but as I said earlier, you have uh, the old uh, term that many of us use, the perfect storm of events. You have a great economy, you have a fishery, or you have a group that has already paid a tax that was rescinded, and when they paid the tax, it really didn't hurt the industry. So, I mean, the writing, handwriting is on the wall. Look for this thing to come soon. Again, no one, I, I haven't heard this officially from anyone, but... It's time. It's it's either this year or next year. We will have a saltwater fishing license. So you guys and gals that enjoy fishing, if you have any input on this or any opinion on this, make sure uh, you voice your opinion through social media, through our website. Um, We have a poll going now on the website, which favors, right now it favors... Um, supporting a license if the money is directed towards the fishery. It's a huge if. It's a huge if. That's the question. Will it actually help saltwater fish or will it actually help the budget? So that's going to be your decision, obviously, but you do have a say in the matter. No one likes to raise taxes. No one. And this is raising taxes. So if you make a lot of noise, you could squash it. I'm not saying it's it's a dead issue, but I'll tell you right now, it's you're going up against a very well-prepared army. And I'm not sure that we can win this battle, but hey, you guys let me know what you want to do. And I'm in, I'm in for any battle. I told you, I'm not sold on this thing yet. You would have to show me and give me something and you would have to ease this in. There's many things that would have to be considered, um, especially the industry and the industry is the one that's going to feel that tax. And they're the ones that should have the most say. Whether the wreck anglers like it or not, they should have the most say what happens, especially when it comes to their end of the industry. So I will have more on this the more I hear about it. I suspect now that I've kind of let this cat out of the bag, even though, again, this is all conjecture. I don't know it for sure. I just, I, 
you know, sometimes you look and you see why you say to yourself, it's so obvious that there's no reason why it won't happen. And that's where we are right now. There there simply is no reason and no way to stop a saltwater fishing license here in New York State. But follow us. Um, I've got a poll going up right now. It's up on uh, nyangler or newyorkangler.com. Go there. Let me know how you feel. Send me an email. Uh, George at nyangler.com. And I will gladly get back to you. I'd love to know how you guys feel, you guys and gals, all anglers here in New York. And keep a close eye out as I update you on this very important issue. To lighten it up a bit, I thought I would do something a little funny and prank call a tackle shop owner. You know, that in itself is taking a you're taking your life into your own hands if you're going to call the tackle shop owner and you're going to prank the guy. Um, But the guy that I'm about to call, I knew for years, many years, he he was with me at Norrie Saltwater, probably over 20 years. He was very close to my brother, Phil. And he's just the nicest guy. So I'm thinking I'm going to be calling him and pranking him. And he's not going to be an easy prank because the guy just doesn't get mad. But we'll see what happens. I'm going to dial him up now and see if we could get him on the phone. Hello. Hello. Yes. Is this the... The bait and tackle shop? Yes, it is. How are you? Okay, and how about yourself? Wonderful. Good. Good. So you, so are you Charlie? Yes. Okay. So, um, so like what's running now this time of year? Right now, this time of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So do you, um, do you need a license to fish in saltwater? Do I need hooks and you have all that stuff there? Yeah. Yeah. So what if I'm, like I can fish there from anywhere? Like I could come from upstate New York and just go fish anywhere and I don't need a license? Oh, yeah. Well, no, but that's what I need. Like, you definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. If you're fishing for the white types, you're going to be fishing back as well. It's not good. Yeah, what's a perch? Can can you eat a perch? Well, they eat them. Who's they? You don't eat them? I eat them. No, I love them. They're very good. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and then... What are you there all day today? How many people are fishing? It's a little cold out. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'll, be, I'll be there in about an hour. I'll be opening up and I'll be closed out by the back. Oh, okay. So you're not, you didn't, you didn't really get to work yet? No. Oh, so, 
So you got somebody busting your chops before you even open your eyes. I ain't getting the first one to answer. Alright, Charlie, listen, I gotta tell you, this is your old friend George Scott, guys, just busting your chops for a podcast. No. Yeah, those are angler. So everything for you, Charlie, is free. When I'm gonna forget. So uh Yeah, we had a good time over there. Oh, forget about it. We had great times. So listen, yeah, you're still you're still there. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm looking up shops to do. You know, I'm doing this podcast. I got that new website going. Um, a lot of good people on it. So I'm having fun again. You know, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a prank call for the podcast, and it's gotta be Charlie because Phil would have definitely wanted me. To call you first. <laughs> I was I was gonna keep going, but you know what? I couldn't break you. I could, I was afraid if I was gonna get you mad, you're gonna get too mad. But you weren't breaking. I was asking you some bad questions, and you were just going with yeah. it. Yeah, I eat it. I eat the white birch. <laughs> so was I exaggerating, or does he sound like one of the nicest guys you've ever met? The truth is. Charlie has always been a good guy, always will be a good guy. His shop is out in Mastic, Charlie's Bait and Tackle, and you just call up Uncle Charlie for anything you need out there, and you make sure you mention New York Angler, and obviously you'll at least get the bigger bass worms that he'll have available. But it was really good to hear from him. Uh, we spent many, many years together. I wish I could have pranked him harder. I didn't have the heart. You have to admit, he he really did put up. He put up a lot more than I would have. Uh, but Charlie, I wish you all the best. It was good speaking with you. And I look forward to seeing you soon. This is your NewYorkAngler.com Alexa update. Here at New York Angler, we like to do things ahead of the curve. We like to be in front of things. We don't want to be chasing them. And in the world of technology, things change fast. Well, here we are delivering an Alexa product that no one has. We now have our podcasts, which are available on Alexa 24-7. And you can also get your fishing regulations right on Alexa. So if you're in a rush or you're running out the door or you just rather not have to reach into your pocket and you're an Alexa user, you simply ask what the fishing regulations and you're going to get those. I have always tried to bring you the best product when it came to a fishing report and fishing news here in New York. I believe I did that with Nori Saltwater Magazine. I changed the dynamic of the report in that publication. Then I did it on the internet. And now we're doing it here on Alexa and other voice enabled devices. But this is just the beginning. We will be delivering an awesome fishing report 
something which I consider a game changer in the very near future. Until then, if you are an Alexa user, be sure to get the free New York Angler skill and install it. And you too can get your fishing updates, fishing regulations, and podcast live on your Alexa devices. So please be sure to check it out. It is as simple as this. What are the fluke regulations? Here are your regulations for fluke. The minimum length of fluke is 19 inches. The daily limit is four and open season is May 4th. SEP 30. Do you want to hear more regulations or the recent fishing podcast? It's as simple as that. My good angling friends, you simply ask Alexa what the regulations are, and she's going to tell you. And we will make sure that we keep them updated according to the DEC website. But remember, things change on the fly, so we can only change them as fast as they can. But we will deliver. Those regulations are online right now, live on Alexa. So you could check that out anytime you want. So getting away from Alexa for a minute, I'd like to talk about some updates we did on the site. We have a whole new skin. We have a total new interactive experience that's happening on the website. We have some of the best talent that there is in fishing in this region on that site. People that are willing to share knowledge and the type of knowledge that can only be gained by experience. No matter how good you think you are. Trust me, I'm 63, I'm fishing a long, long time. No matter how good you think you are, there is never a time you go out where you don't learn something new. You learn something new on every trip. And only experience and getting out there is going to help you catch and land more fish. And we hope that New York Angler is going to help bring you more information and make it easier for you to catch and at least have some enjoyment while you're getting ready to get out and catch some fish in New York waters. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. I appreciate you all for hanging in there. I know there was a bit of a rant on the license. It's my thing, and there's more coming up on it. There's a lot going on with striped bass. I was supposed to have a special. I've spoken with uh, four reps now um, up and down the coast. I'm waiting on some more people. Numbers are changing. Uh positions are changing so things are happening on the fly and I want to make sure I get it right so our next edition will be part one of our striped bass special before I go again I want to thank everyone that I met at the show I want to thank the industry and the emails and the you know good wishes and everything I'm getting from everyone out there You know, it's so great to know that you realize that I really do care, that I am a recreational fisherman, and I understand both the person who's fishing on the beach and the charter boat guy who's trying to make a living 
in this fishery while taking our anglers, our fellow anglers out to catch fish. So look for me again here next week. And we appreciate the support. Stop by NewYorkAngler.com. And good fishing hole. I miss you, bro. Thank you for listening to the New York Angler Podcast. You can find more on Fishing New York Waters at NYAngler.com, your secret spot online.